Good day, kids. It's January 27th, 2021, and this is episode 19 entitled, Who Can Help Us Now? That is, Who Can Help Us Now? Today's show is brought to you by No Budget Productions and Pure Rock and Roll by Alexander Nakarada, and also my friends at TV who's been entertaining us with garbage and overtime as we're locked down at home thanks to our incompetent governments. Okay, let's get right into it. Isaiah chapter 31, verses 1 and 2. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses and trust in chariots because there are many and in horsemen, or because there are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. I'll say it again. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. They do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. There's a place where uh, believers need to come in you know, many different areas of their life where they seek the Lord. In the absence of seeking the Lord, we turn to the world. We turn to, to uh, Egypt, who in, in this particular time was uh, uh, a nation of strength and a symbol of strength and used as, a, as an idiom, but, but they also were a strong language. But it's an idiom being used to kind of help reinforce that idea. And so the world representing Egypt and relying on horses and trusting in the power of chariots, meaning like their military, their army, their strength, um, because they're many, right? There's just a lot of them, so surely there's strength there. And in horsemen, because they are very strong, you know, soldiers on horses, where the ho horses were armored and the soldiers were armored. Um, from our perspective, from, from our mind, from our eyes, we look at these things. In modern times, if we were to see a military parade, and to see, you know, thousands of soldiers and military equipment, we would think there is strength. I can trust in this. But instead it says, they do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. We need to be careful in our lives. Despite what we see in the world, despite what we look at and think is strength, if it is of the world, it will pass away. It's not permanent. Strength only comes from the Creator, from the Lord, from the Holy One of Israel. And verse 2 says, Yet He, the Lord, also is wise and will bring disaster and does not retract His words, but will arise against the house of evildoers and against the help of the workers of iniquity. So there is a certain wisdom in the world and we look to it and we say, wow, you know, these are smart, wise people. Look at the strength with which they've, you know, uh, look at the strength that they display with their mighty machines and military um, accomplishments and scientific achievements. But guess what? The word says that he also is wise. The Lord also is wise. And he will bring disaster. 
and does not retract his words. If he has warned that there will be consequences for disobedience or for turning away from him or for just, uh, you know, general rebellion, you know, he's not looking for much. He's, he's, he's looking for you to acknowledge him, to humble yourself and to accept him and just and, and build a relationship with him. But when he says that there will be consequences for actions, we know that as humans, we know that there's consequences for actions. Why should we be offended when the creator of the universe says, hey, there's going to be consequences for action? Oh, the Lord is, you know, overbearing. He's a terrible, heavy-handed God. We all know there's consequences for actions. If you're a human being, you know that. So the Lord does not retract his words, meaning... When he said there was going to be consequences, there's consequences. And, and he will arise against the house of evildoers. That typically relates to, um, uh, to um, when, when the Bible speaks of the house, it's uh, of the leaders and the uh, the wealthy and the leaders uh, of that particular so of that particular time, um, so so he will rise against the house of evildoers. Let's consider that our governments of today, and against the help of the workers of iniquity. Um, so, if there are workers of iniquity who happen to be within our governments, don't get caught being a help to them. You're a traitor if you do. And um, to finish this off, Isaiah 41, chapter 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. You know, who can help us now? Who can help us from the house of evildoers? from the workers of iniquity, you know, or if the, the chariots and the horsemen and Egypt have turned against us as believers, we look to the Lord and he tells us, do not fear. This world is so full of fear. People are afraid of their shadows. It is crazy how fearful a generation that we live in today. But he says, do not fear. Oh, but if only you knew my circumstances, if only you knew my life, if only you knew the reasons that I'm afraid. Well, I guess you're the first human being in, in human history to have a reason to be afraid. Do not fear, for I am with you. That's a great promise to believers. That promise is not to unbelievers. And he says, do not anxiously look about you. We all know those fearful people. They're always looking about. They have to worry about this and worry about that, and they're afraid of this. I do not like hanging around people like that. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. Well, what does that mean? Who cares if you're my God? Well, if you know who he is, if you acknowledge that he's a creator, if you acknowledge that he has sovereignty, if you acknowledge that the entire earth the solar system, the galaxy, the universe is being held together by the breath of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then 
you know, do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. Phew. Thank God. And he says, I will strengthen you. There's a great promise. When you're feeling weak, when you're feeling like you need help, don't fear. He's with you. Don't anxiously look about you. He's your God. And he'll strengthen you. So he puts the cherry on top of the Sunday. And he says, surely I will help you. When you need help, who can help you? He can help you the best. And he says, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So you will not fall down to the point that you will never get up. He will hold you up by his right hand. Great words. Great promise. Let's read a little bit of news from January 27th, 2021. Moving into the old inbox. Let's see what Paul Watson has to say. Dr. Scott Seagal told NBC News that Americans should consider wearing four masks if they want the most effective protection against spreading COVID-19. Yes, really. But why stop it for? I mean, come on. You know. But I, I get it. I'm sure they'll come up with some some way of making some 50-layer mask in the future. All righty, let's see what the post-millennials up to. Trudeau liberals paid out $635 million in CRB, CERB, payments to children. According to CRA data, $81.3 million was paid to 15-year-olds. $185 million was paid to 16-year-olds. And $369.2 million was paid to 17-year-olds. Data shows... Well, thank God, because those guys are probably supporting families and needed that money so badly. And our government is generous, setting up a generation of young folks who will expect the government to give them handouts during times of crisis and or pandemics. Watch police in Ontario go house to house, ticketing residents for attending church. Ugh. Under current... Ontario coronavirus rules, residents are required to remain at home for all activities considered non-essential. And if somebody finds out that you've gone to church, well, they'll come knocking at your door and give you a ticket. Um, let's see here. Media blames Trump and white supremacy for Reddit-inspired stock surges. Now, that's something you guys don't get. Oh, Biden's press secretary, new President Joe Biden's press secretary, Pasaki, I think her name's Jen Pasaki, declines to condemn Antifa again. Press secretary Jen Pasaki would not condemn Antifa when directly asked and refused to classify them as, a, as domestic terrorists. Kids, take a little bit of time, look up who Antifa is and what they did for months and months and months in the summer of 2020. Uh, over 30 deaths, 
um, entire sections of city closed off, occupied by these guys. Like the stuff that they that they did. You know, the left is happy to have an army on their side that will commit violence and thuggery. Um, and the left will refuse to call them terrorists because they need them. You should just you should see what they did. And to not call them domestic terrorists, it is precisely what they are and the activities that they engaged in. Next, anal swabs being used to test for COVID in China. Whoa. What we found is that in some infected patients, the coronavirus survives for a longer period of time in their digestive tract or excrement than in their respiratory tract. Well, you got to be safe. You should check all the tracks. <laughs> Netherlands curfew results in violent protest. Yeah, the Netherlands is going apy right now. The protests against lockdowns there I didn't know the Dutch had it in them I'm very proud you should see what's going on there kids uh, this is the Netherlands a first government imposed curfew since World War II the Dutch are prohibited from leaving their homes between the hours of 9.30 p.m. and 4.30 a.m. and uh, what else here okay I'm gonna get off of this one I'm gonna go to Let's see, I got an interesting story here by True North. CTV, which is a mainstream media outlet in Canada. It used to be a little bit right of center, um, but everything's left now, so it doesn't matter. Everything, everything. CTV broke ethics code in biased report on former President Trump. So a recent ruling by the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council found that a CTV national news program from last year violated the Code of Ethics for Canadian Broadcaster. At issue was a September 9, 2020 panel on CTV, uh, on, which report, uh, on which CTV reporter Joel, Joy Malbin stated, former U.S. President Donald Trump called the coronavirus a hoax. This whole thing got so much play by the mainstream media it is horrendous and it was debunked you know the day after the mainstream media tried to claim that Donald Trump called the coronavirus a hoax he didn't so a viewer complained that CTV misrepresented the former president and that he had never claimed that the virus itself was a hoax but rather that the Democrats politicization of the pandemic of the pandemic was that's precisely what he said. All you have to do is listen to the words out of the man's mouth. Mrs. Malbin has lied to the audience about what was said and what the hoax was, for, was referring to as said by President Trump. This needs to be corrected if CTV National News has any integrity. It is obvious by the stories, tone and words used by the anchor of CTV National News and the reporters on the show that they have, uh, that they have complete disdain for, the president, uh, for President Trump, wrote the complainant. This is the age that we live in, the age of lies and disinformation. All to sway your thinking uh, in, in the manner, uh, you know, to, to the way that they want you to think. Hate President Trump. You know, you can like him, dislike him, make up your own mind. 
Just give me the facts. I'll make up my own mind. Nope. CTV, along with every other major news media outlet across North America, nay, the world, propagated this story that Trump called the coronavirus a hoax. And the comments on Facebook and talking with people in person who would repeat the exact same thing that the lying mainstream media said. And you're just going out of your skull going, no, watch the clip, listen to what he says. If you have a, a half a brain, you can hear what the man's saying in English. He said the Democrats' politicization of the pandemic was a hoax. Right? It's a virus. It shouldn't have been politicized. It was totally politicized. And then this happens. This is why you need to be on guard for the. It is coming at you 24-7. Anyway, the point of this story is that, that the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council, they're not a left or right-leaning group. Cripes, there's probably leftists on it just like everything else. But even they came to the conclusion and found that CTV national news program from last year violated the code of ethics for Canadian broadcasters. They essentially said, you lied. You misrepresented the truth. And they did it happily. In their apology, it was, not, it was a non-apology apology. They lied to you, got caught by, you know, was outed by, you know, a complainant who, who brought forward uh, the complaint. The Canadian Broadcast Standards Council said, uh, found that they violated the code. What is the code of ethics for Canadian broadcasters? What is that? Well, it, it must include not blatantly misrepresenting the truth. You know, lots of, lots of news organizations make mistakes, but then they come out and correct them if they have any integrity. But if you're trying to propagate a lie, you just let it stay out there. Ah, oh, you know, we got that story wrong. Oh, well. It's pushing the narrative, the agenda that the news organization's editors wanted in the first place. We hate Trump. He's an idiot. He called the coronavirus a hoax. Let's, let's move on. Well, if you want to live in la-la land, no reality land, go for it. Me, on the other hand, I like the truth. Even if it hurts, there's nothing you can do. Live for truth and justice, not lies and hypocrisy. Be smart. Okay, uh, moving on here. Let's see, where are we at? Okay, we now move on to of the day. Quotes and audio clips. And here's everything we've got on the list for today. We've got Proverbs. We've got Thomas Sowell. Uh, we have a new bit here. Tweets by my favorite Quebecois man, the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier. Uh, we have PP. We have, hey, Dennis. I didn't do that right. Hey, Dennis. And we've got Mark Stein. Let's get into Proverbs here. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 11. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. Do you want to have a personal bodyguard of sorts 
somebody that can look behind you, look around corners, scope out situations before you enter them so that you know you don't find yourself in harm's way? Do you want something, a higher power to watch over you? Constantly monitoring you, making sure you don't make missteps. Well, that's discretion and that's understanding. For young people, discretion comes, it's a learning experience, but you need to glean discretion from people older than you that have walked in your shoes already, have gained some experience in life, and who show discretion themselves. Um, you know, like, let's talk about the issue of maybe overeating, okay? If you need to show discretion when it comes to how to manage your diet, you don't go to the person that has no self-control and no discretion when it comes to what they put in their mouth. When it comes to gossip and somebody that is very loose with their lips and somebody that is just always willing to tell you about other people's problems, that person shows very little discretion. If you're looking to have discretion in the area of how to keep, keep private matters private and how and when to approach particular delicate situations with people, for instance, you don't look to the person that has no discretion with regards to um, what they say and understanding will watch over you you need to take the time to understand things so in the article that I read previously about the lies and disinformation that came from a major uh, news media outlet in Canada well how is understanding going to watch over you in this point at, at, at this at, um, How's, how is understanding going to help you with this? Well, now that I can see that the Canadian Broadcasting Standards Council said that CTV broke the code of ethics, I now understand that CTV maybe is not a trust, trustworthy news organization on its face. How is that going to watch over me? Well, it means that you know, the Lord requires us to consume news so we know what's going on in the world that we live. He commands us to understand the times that we live in. Well, how do you do that? You do that by consuming news and information. Well, if I know that CTV is an unreliable source of information, I keep away from them and I look to other sources. How does that watch over me? It means that I will not get caught in deception means that I will not get caught in lies and perpetuate lies. Fantastic. The Bible just uses very few words and it has so much meaning. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. Thomas Sowell. Capitalism knows only one color. That color is green. And all else is necessarily subservient to it. Hence, race gender and ethnicity cannot be considered within it and let's read some recent tweets by my favorite Quebecois man 
the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier. I have to work on that guy's accent. He is a Quebecer, true and true. I mean, his English is just uh, horrendous, but I mean, he has uh, great things to say as the leader of the People's Party of Canada. Um, Max says uh, something that Aaron O'Toole, the conservative leader, uh, the, the, the conservative leader, uh, federal conservative leader, conservative party leader, whom Max split with the conservative party because of uh, principal differences. The conservative party kept siding more and more with leftist um, ideas. And Max said, enough. He split, he created his own party, and hardly anybody voted for them in the last election because conservatives are wimps. They were too afraid to vote their conscience. Anyway, let's get into good old Max here. Yes, line five is essential. But then why do you support the Paris Accord and agree with Trudeau's net zero emissions plan? These are direct attacks on Canada's oil industry as well as refinery workers in Sarnia. Hypocrite. See, the Conservatives of Canada claim to stand up for oil and gas and oil and gas jobs. Alberta has, you know, like the third largest reserve in the world, but, but we're not allowed to, to get it out of the ground and sell it into the world market because leftists in Canada want to live off of rainbows and sunshine. And Aaron O'Toole is being a hypocrite by siding with Trudeau on that. People are going to lose their jobs. And then he says it in French. He says, remember a year ago when we were told that it was racist to say Wuhan virus? Apparently, the pro-China UN apparatchiks, public health officials, media, uh, media and politically correct mob now have no problem with UK or South African variant of COVID-19. Oh... So it was, it was racist to call it the Wuhan virus. But now that it's now that it's in the UK, in South Africa, they now call it the UK virus and the South African virus. Well, you can say UK all you want, but South Africa, I'm sure that'll that'll be problematic soon. Um, Math, uh, Max Bernier quotes Matthew Lau: Since becoming conservative leader. O'Toole has exchanged his true blue slogan for an NDP orange policy agenda. Yes, folks, everything is sliding down the hill that is leftism. And for any conservatives that are hanging on by their fingernails, hoping that the Conservative Party of Canada will somehow right its ship, I'm afraid that ship has sailed. So, um, that's it for that. Let's see where let's see where I'm at now. Okay. Well, yeah, Fifteen wealthiest billionaires in Canada have seen their net worth rise by over thirty percent since the pandemic began, and that can't just be pandemic prop of profiteering because many of these billionaires have assets in fields that have not done well during the pandemic. So what has caused these assets to inflate in value? Well, the answer is whenever the government through its central bank 
prints $400 billion of money and pumps it into the financial assets of the system, those who have assets become wealthier. And that would be just wonderful if there were no consequences for anyone else. But the historical experience is that when governments print money to pay their bills, which is effectively what they're doing here, that eventually it raises the cost of living for everyone else. So, uh, please, you know, when, when all of the you folks who are progressive or liberal or whatever the term you wish to use and you love to hear the president's call or even some conservatives, oh, let's unite. It sounds so sweet, but it's meaningless because it's all let's unite on my progressive terms. And the second reason, and this is a more negative one, the second reason that I, uh, I, I dismiss it, the first was it's naive and childish. Uh, and, and, and somewhat narcissistic, because I want everybody to unite on my values. The other one is nobody disunites America as much as, as the folks on the left. <laughs> They're the ones who divide us by race, not conservatives. Conservatives don't give a damn about race. The, the people who go around saying every white is, is, a, is a racist, every white is a white supremacist, color matters. They're calling for unity? Oh, that's what calls for a vomit bag. Uh, I'm not sure that we need updated antitrust legislation. Enforce, enforcing the existing antitrust laws would be good enough, uh, at least as a start, because Google, say, has a far greater monopoly than Standard Oil did 110 years ago, and its product is more vital even than petroleum because it's the entirety of human knowledge. Or, or at any rate, access to the entirety of human knowledge across the planet. But we dithered. And so Google, Amazon, Facebook are basically like drug cartels in Colombia. They bought up all the politicians they need, and they can afford to buy a thousand times more. Always be ready and fight to the death like a warrior for the truth, and for real justice. I love you all. Talk to you again soon.